Yuntiv begins a week from tonight, believe it or not. I know, it is hard to believe. Uh, we get an opportunity with our friend Jay Booksbaum, number one uh, kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth. Nobody could debate that. He is the greatest expert on kosher wine. And we have had him with us at the Nahum Siegel Network on a regular basis for almost the last 30 years, which is pretty amazing. Almost the last 30 years. From the grapevine, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. He is the one, the only, Jay. Booksbaum. I hope that and can- I'm only 31 years old. I hope that cantorial piece brought you back to your youth in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Oh my, I, I am telling you, I wanted to like make a whole bunch of commentaries about it. I'm glad you brought it up first because to hear such a rich, delicious Yiddish, uh, it was just wonderful. What Tom, yeah. huh? what Tom he has. Yeah, really. And, and, you know, you really feel it coming through. You did grow up with some great Chazanim, or am I wrong? Am I wrong that you were, didn't you have great, uh, great, great I, there... I had a great a man who taught me, oh, just everything I know about davening and was a great, Altfila. He wasn't really a, a, a chazan in the cantorial sense. But why did I think um, that in Williamsburg there were some great chazanim, or maybe not in your day? I could be there wrong. was. There, there was, but I didn't. I davened in the young Israel where Mr. Spiro, Oliver Shalom, was uh, was our Altfila for many, many years. Well, interesting. You remember those days, huh? Oh, yeah. What was your wine of choice in those days, Jay? <laughs> Grape juice. <laughs> Even you had a grape juice era. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> you never you never upgraded to cream red Concord even during that. When period. I when I no when I first before I got into wine, you know I thought that I thought that uh, Concord was dry. You know? <laughs> yeah, you learned <laughs> it was cream. It was not cream. It was extra heavy Malaga that we drank if we really needed to drink some wine, but otherwise it was grape juice. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, the kosher wine uh, industry and the kosher wine scene is much different than back then, wouldn't you say? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thank God we've all evolved, and we should all evolve. And, and I'm not just talking about wine. I'm talking about in our lives, in our spiritual lives, in our personal and familial lives. Boy, you are getting... to evolve. You are. I see the new year is really starting to have its effect on you because it's starting <laughs> a, a week from tonight. You're already getting into that mode, into that frame of mind. You bet. You bet. Um, what's what the worst part? And I mean this seriously. The worst part of bringing you on over the last thirty years is that as we've progressed and as we've you know gone year to year to year discussing wines before Rosh Hashanah, Hanukkah, Pesach, etc. Um, the list of available kosher wines just grows and grows and grows. I sort of feel like you're on this morning, and I don't know where to start. I don't know where to begin. I don't know what continent to begin on. I don't know if we should start with the sweet or the dry, figuring sweet because I would assume you're into sweet wines early uh, Monday night because of the uh, uh, apple and uh, you know the following night, the fruits that we're going to be eating, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I, I don't know where to start this whole conversation when, when notes are sitting in front of me that include hundreds and hundreds of different bottles of brand new wines from the last couple of years and thousands of thousands of wines that are now available through you guys, you know, with all the fancy names and all the fancy backgrounds and all the, you know, uh, all the fancy descriptions. I just don't know where to start. So that's my biggest problem, Jay Booksbaum, is that I bring you on a week before Yuntiv and I don't know where to begin. I, I 
you know what? That's a good thing, actually. Yeah, you know, I guess. Now that, I the, guess. The, the fact that we have these kinds of uh, dilemmas, you know. That, oh my goodness, you know, we have too much to talk about. And then we I'll tell you, another, and then I'll tell you another thing. And this, you might tell me, this is a little bit different because travel has been restricted, obviously, including to Israel, or maybe I should say, especially to Israel. Um, but the number of small wineries, boutique wineries, call them whatever you want, that continue to pop up in different places, especially Israel. I mean, has just made the number of wines, uh, you know, uh, uh, incre- increase many fold, and and that's also hard to keep up with. I mean, if I would even now during COVID, if I asked you for the latest boutique wineries in Israel, there have to be some, right? That have that have. Made, oh, there are. Yeah, give me one or two there examples are. of what's happened over the last year. Well, we just we just got in Nana wines, which is in the desert. Um, <laughs> the famous story about Ben Gurion saying that I want to I want to plant uh, I want to plant it wasn't vineyards in those days I want to plant fruits and vegetables in the desert, and he called in a whole bunch of engineers to find out how to do that because after all the desert's dry and they did a big study and in the end of the day they came back and they said no no you can't you can't plant it's just impossible to plant vineyards in the desert and he said. He says, you know, you need a new plan. He said, no, I don't need a new plan. I need new engineers. Ah. And and they ended up, obviously, you know, we, we you know, uh, the Israelis have gotten the desert to bloom. And one of those wineries, <laughs> you know, drum roll, please, is Nana. Now, Nana is literally smack in the middle of the Negev Desert, the deepest, driest, hottest part during the day, that is, of the desert. And they've made the desert bloom, and and you have some really beautiful wines coming out of this winery. Is it liter- uh, literally literally N A N A? Is that how they spell it? N A N A. Yep. Simple as that. Uh, can Simple people can that. people find that on this side of the world yet? Yes, they just we we um, actually released it about. I mean, it was just introduced about five or six weeks ago, and so it is in your local stores, especially in key local stores. In you know heavily Jewish metropolitan area. Yeah, so. the, places, the places that sell a lot of kosher food. All right. So. Yeah, so you can get it in Miami. You probably yeah. get it, not probably, you can get it in L.A. You can get it in, uh, of course, New York and New Jersey, uh, and probably some of the other, uh, you know, maybe Chicago, et cetera. All right. Yeah. Nana, so N-A-N-A. And, of course, you're supporting Israel and you're uh, buying Israeli products. <laughs> and, uh, you know, right. this, this year where it's been a challenge because a lot of times people – will buy Israeli products once they've gone to the different wineries in Israel. They've tasted the wine. They've had the experience, you know, with the wineries in Israel. And all that is shut down, obviously. No one's doing these, Unbelievable. No, yeah, no one's doing these wine tours. Uh, have you, as a salesperson, as a vice president, or what are you at this point, executive vice president, whatever your exact position yes, is? Yes, yes. Executive, executive vice president as, and director of wine education. As executive vice president, have you been able to travel to Israel and other places over the last I few years? I have. I have. I went to Israel about, I don't know, seven, eight weeks ago, maybe nine weeks ago. And um, I spent two full weeks going through the vineyards, one of which was visiting uh, the, the young ladies that run Nana. Um, and it, it's just, but you're right, it's it's a whole nother head. I mean, you know, it was the middle of the summer, yeah. and you would think that the place was packed, and it wasn't. And uh, But, you know, what's interesting about it is life has gone on there. You would think that it would be a, a, a morass, you know, that people would be, like, so depressed. And I mean, it's just, they're just still doing their thing. I mean, 
And I think one of the things that's come out of this, I'm not saying there's a good thing, but one of the things that come out of this is that Israel's economy, to a large degree, was based on was based on um, visit business visitors, and 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 that they've learned how to live without it. Yeah, by no choice of their own. Yeah. By, you know, God's will. They they always <laughs> we always think they need us. First, we thought they needed us financially. They disproved that over the last ten years, and then they and then we thought that they needed us uh, in terms of being there physically, and they have frankly frankly dis, uh, disproved that over the last. 18 months. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSegal.com and the NahumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Jay Booksbaum with us. He's, of course, the executive vice president at Royal Wine, Kedem's uh, director of um, wine education. And with us as we approach Rosh Hashanah, which begins a week from tonight, everybody, make sure you go out over the next week, buy some great kosher wine. We do have some recommendations. Jay, I've been given a list of different things. Uh, that we were asked to uh, mention this morning. So I'm going to turn to you for your expertise. Obviously, if it's a wine you're very familiar with, I'm sure you'll have plenty to tell us. If it's something that is not really in your department, just let us know, and we will uh, and we'll move on. But uh, there are a few things here. That first of all, on the Nina Winery, I wanted to mention these are non-mavushal wines, a boutique winery from the Negev. There's a Chardonnay, a Chenin Blanc, and then two that I can't pronounce. You want to help me with these two? Cassiopa. What's it? Cassiopa. Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia? Is that Cassiopeia. It? And what's and, the other one? Uh, the the Thithis? I can't remember. What's a Thithis? What? T H T H Y S? What is that? Thithis? T H T H Y S. I never heard of a. Of a Thithis. Yeah. I don't know. I may have to Google that while we're speaking. Uh, then, <laughs> then, Jay, I noticed that our friends from uh, Bartonura have gone ahead and actually produced a frozen wine pop. Are you familiar with this? Frescato, yes. yes I I'm mean, familiar with it. I'll tell you, that, that's a brilliant But be careful idea. because you don't want to swap up that thing, that frozen ice pop for the frozen ice pops that you got from your local kosher store that you're chilling for the kids, you know? Because these are, I mean, is this literally like the wine made into an ice pop? Yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, in a way, I Except think. Of course, yeah. of course, that little fizz is gone because he, you, you know, he right. doesn't work. But in a way, yeah. I think it's a brilliant idea. What do you think? You sound a little it's on the. Brilliant. You do like it? Yeah, I like the idea. I, frankly, you have to be very. I just, you know, I, as you know, a couple times a year, I get on and I, I, I talk about how careful you have to be about drinking. You just have to be very careful with it. That's all. Okay, gotcha. Um, then, then we were told that. Um, that uh, there's a Herzog Reserve sparkling. How do you pronounce this? Method Champ- Me- Method Method. Well, yeah, Method Champenois. What is that? Okay, so you know, French Champagne can only come, or Champagne can only come from Champagne, France, which is a place. Correct. And and if it's called Champagne that comes from Champagne, France, it has to be made in a very specific method, which is known as either method traditionnel or traditional method, or the method champenois, which which is a very specific way of making sparkling wine, where you ferment the first wine into regular wine, and then you take that wine and re-ferment it, still in the same bottle, so that when the CO2 starts to percolate, it is actually captured in that same bottle, and that's called the method champenois. That's a very short version. So this is and the clo- that, yeah, this is the closest that we're ever going to get to a real French champagne that's not made in France, a kosher one. Correct. So correct. So you know, you can call a wine 
uh, method champenois. You can't call it champagne if it's not made in champagne. Right. But this is the closest thing. And it's also made exactly, there's only three grapes you can use in making true champagne, and that is Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and Pinot Meunier. And this is made from one of those, Chardonnay. So all the things that go into making a French champagne <clears throat> are exactly done with this method champenois, but made in California. Uh, brand so some of the best vineyards, really. Uh, brand new Herzog Lineage Malbec. What can you tell us about yeah. that one? So, so Malbec is, is known for its uh, inclusion in some Bordeaux and also especially um, in Argentinian wines. Malbec grows best in Argentina, but Malbec is grown all over the world, and it comes from Herzog's own estate vineyards, I believe. And so this Malbec is, is singular in flavor, but quite rich, quite a little bit spicy, uh, and I think very good for, like, you know, spiced roasts and, you know, big flavored mushroom type of meat dishes. It pairs well, huh? Yeah, and and here's the thing about the lineage wine in general, lineage wine in general, it's not expensive. It's about 20 bucks, and you really get very high-quality wine for that. Boy. Um, what do you think of these brand-new J-Folk cocktails in a can? This is a South African product. Uh, a vodka mule, a vodka and soda, and a gin and tonic. Literally, I, I, I can't remember this a type, a product like this being available in the kosher market before. Am I right about that? You're absolutely right about that. And what's interesting, and whoever gave you the list did a good job because I was going to talk about the fact that this year, Yontif is early. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like the old Jackie Mason routine. Yontif is never on time. It's either early or late. Right. It's never, never on time with these Jews, you know. But anyway, <laughs> Yontif is early, which means that which means that it's probably going to be much warmer. And so these are great, not for, obviously you can't make kiddish on it, right. uh, because it's not made from grapes. But, um, you know, it's all shahakol. But my guess is is that if it's really warm, and it will be some of those days, if not many of those days, put it in, you know, put it in ice and enjoy it in the afternoon or during lunch after you make kiddish or yeah. whatever. so Very refreshing, to say the least. I had an opportunity to taste, yeah. uh, taste some of them, and uh, very refreshing and good. I just didn't I, I didn't realize that there was no such thing as a kosher cocktail in a can until this point. Really good concept, and I hope it does well. And, and it's available in the retail stores, right? It's already out there. Yes, yes, it's already out there. It's been out there for a long, for a long time, for about you know, two, two months. Uh, Jay Booksbaum's with us, our friends at Kedem Royal Wine. If I was to tell you about all the brand new Barkan, Carmel's, um, um, uh, Gush, Herzog Reserve, um, uh, and, and so many others, there's so many. I mean, there's such a list of brand new wines that are being introduced for this upcoming season. So I don't know where to start, but I mean. There's plenty for people to choose from. What are you going to be drinking this Yontif? Like I always tell people, you know, my kids, thank God I have three kids who live within five blocks of my front door yeah. with a bunch of grandchildren in tow. And when Svi or Yossi or, or whatever, whenever the kids come over and they say, what are we drinking tonight? I said, go down to the cellar, take whatever you want. So <laughs> it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a great, wonderful surprise. But of course, you should be sticking to things that are indicative or appropriate to the holiday. So sparkling wine, you like champagne types. There's a, there's a really wonderful, beautiful package wine, Prosecco, made by uh, in partnership with Vera Wang, the famous, uh, um, uh, you know, couture, 
that makes the women's gowns and stuff like that. And she's got a Prosecco that we, we make with her. And it's a gorgeous package. So if you're going out for um, to somebody and you want to give them a nice gift, that's it. And then, of course, like you said, the Method Champenoise Champagne, from, right. a sparkling wine from Herzog. And then you have a bunch of sweet wines that are just just absolutely wonderful that uh, you have the late harvest Chenin Blanc. So for a sweet new year, and it's what's wonderful about the late harvest Chenin Blanc is that it was out of stock, it's back in stock, but more importantly, it's one that you can really serve very well chilled. So on a hot day, which I presume there will be many during these holiday seasons to come, you know, this is a perfect, a perfect wine for that. And then, of course, we talked about Nana, but there's also... Um, a native Marawi. It's a really new, interest, not new, it's an ancient grape that they rediscovered <clears throat> about 15 years ago and just started making wine out of it about five to six years ago, and, and they've really perfected it or gotten close to perfecting it. They can always evolve, like I always say. So there's a native Segal, native Marawi wine, and it is Mabushal too. So if you're having a wide range of people and you want, it, and you're concerned about who's going to be handling it. There's a perfect wine for that as well. So oh yeah, boy, there's who thought, so many. Who thought we would discover a brand new grape all the way in 2021? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, one of the things that has happened in Israel is because for so many years, literally a hundred years, there was no wine grown except for tiny bits amounts to the little Jewish communities that still were there during the Muslim you know, occupation, because Muslims would not allow any wine to be grown or made. So these grapes fell into, you know, just vineyards where they would use them for uh, eating grapes. And then they discovered seeds of them in certain caves and stuff, and the seeds were in the wine flasks, because they used to make the wine with the seeds, everything. So, and they would say, oh, wait a minute, let's let's try these out. This is the one, obviously, because it was in, you know, those wine flasks, they would think, oh, they must have used this for a wine. And, and voila, the new, these new ancient grapes were reborn. Trial and error, and sometimes uh, you, get, you, hit the, you hit pay dirt uh, yeah, when you're really. trying. All and, right. It's fascinating, actually. I think part of that is fascinating. And, of course, Carmel's got a whole brand new group of single vineyard wines, which means that you know, they're made from a single vineyard, from a single grape, from a single vineyard. And so it really expresses the terroir, the flavor of that place. So there's just a whole bunch of great wines. Yeah, and Yatir Forest is back. Another, um, Yatir Forest is more, it, it's in the Negev too, but it's really the northern Negev. A lot of people call it the southern uh, Hari Yehuda, southern Judean hills. But uh, that's another one that's just back in stock and a really blockbuster, big, rich, beautiful, complex uh, bottle of wine. All right, Jay, uh, we have a week until we get to Rosh Hashanah. We'll wrap up this segment. I'm going to ask you uh, about four or five wines and just give me like a one-sentence comment so people will know what yeah, the, what they should think it. about. Right, here we go. Uh, what can you tell us about this Chateau Rubin? Uh, a state-bottled um, uh, Provence wines, rosé, uh, non-kosher for many, many years, made a, a small batch kosher uh, a couple years ago. It was so successful that she's only making kosher for the United States of America. Wow. Probably the best rosé grouping 
from from France. From France. Unbelievable. Uh, Argamon wines. What sets them apart? Okay, so Argamon was invented uh, by the Israelis to give color to lesser grape wines. So if you wanted to give more color to a wine, they used that Argamon grape, which is uh, purple or crimson. Uh, and and they've discovered that it actually makes a great wine on its own. So so that's a really typically and only Israeli variety right now. Barkan Gold Reserve Cabernet Sauvignon. I am told it's one of the best bangs for your buck out there for Yontif. Oh. Well, you you took my you took my thunder. Uh, <laughs> the thing, the thing, I'm telling you, the thing about Barkan Gold Reserves, especially in general, the gold reserves are the fact that they represent such a great QPR uh, quality price ratio. But even more importantly, they're really just delicious wines that happen to be not expensive or relatively not expensive. How are these Segal unfiltered wines doing? Amazing. We had a discussion about changing the name of unfiltered to UF, just the letters UF. And no, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to actually leave it unfiltered because what that tells you is, is that a lot of wines are filtered in order to take the, you know, like a lot of the particulates out. So it's clearer, cleaner. But if you do that, you also take a lot of the flavors. So be aware the unfiltered Segal wines will have some sedimentation, but that sedimentation just adds to the flavor and the richness of the wine. And finally, Jay, if someone likes the Bartonura Blue, will they go for the Bartonura Pinot Grigio? No, <laughs> <laughs> they will not. The Bartonura Pinot Grigio is light and really fruity, but completely dry. So if you want to have another alternative and uh, to the Bartonura Moscato, uh, you can also, of course, try the Frascato, which is that ice pop, but you can't use that for Kiddush, obviously. Right. But what you can do is you can have the Malvasia, the Bartonura Malvasia, or even better, you can have the Bartonura Rosé Sparkling, which is a, a beautiful package and a beautiful bottle of wine, both in in you know looks and flavor and, and also a great gift to give if you're going to a friend. Jay, one of the best parts of uh, the last 30 years of being in radio is that uh, you've had a really big part in helping us grow and keeping us going. And I hope and pray that we all have you and I together and, of course, our families and our big radio family, a happy, healthy, and sweet 5782. And, of course, best regards to the entire Herzog family and everybody at Royal Wine. And we should continue to uh, inform people, as, as difficult as it's getting for us, because the list is insane, but we should continue to be able to inform people about all the wines, both old and new, that are available to the public all around the world for many, many years to come. So I can't thank you enough, and uh, thanks for joining us this morning. On behalf of myself and the Herzog family, a good your to everyone with much nachas, peace, and especially good health. Amen. We'll drink to that. From the grapevine, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. He's the one, the only, Jay. Books, pal. Thank you, Jay. Happy, healthy, and sweet new year from all of us at the Nahum Siegel Network. Mm-hmm.